Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready for the Night Journal Podcast! Hello there, guys. Welcome to episode number 44 of the Knife Journal Podcast. My name is James Noka, and I'm here with Kyle Verstig. Well, actually, I'm not here with Kyle Ver- Verstig. He's down in Iowa mm-hmm. doing the corn thing, yeah, growing corn. Yeah, it's it's getting into sweet corn season. I've had it oh, yeah. lots of times already. You lucky shit, because I haven't had any up here. It's been We're like two weeks behind up here for some reason. Nice. Yeah, and it's been chilly. It's been chilly. Um, bring, got, a, uh, bring a sleeping bag to Great Lakes Island bug out, people, or you'll freeze your ass off at night. <laughs> you, yes, you will. Yes, you will. I um, uh, spoke with, with uh, Tidewater yesterday. Tradewater, you mean? I mean, Tradewater. I call, I, you know what? I put him on my phone as Tidewater, too. Tradewater, huh. yes, Tradewater. Yep. And um, he's all excited about coming, and... And uh, I'm not sure how how much roughing it he's going to be doing. He told me he had about about with sciatica. Yeah, he I, won't be doing a whole lot. I told him to don't be a pussy. <laughs> okay, so here's my dilemma. Um, I'm halfway considering bringing a a one man tent as opposed to my usual hammock thing because it's going to be it's going to be like high 40s and 50s at night up there, and. Yeah. Uh, that's pushing it. I mean, you can you can do it with a sleeping bag and a good sleeping pad. Um, just depends on whether you want to deal with that or not, I guess. I guess I'll well, wait and make my decision to see if there's going to be rain. If there's going to be rain, I'm going to do a hammock. Well, you know, it was, it was kind of funny because uh, last night, I'm not sure how cold it got. Um, I have a big-ass fan in the ceiling of my house. And when I turn that on, you have to kind of watch out because you'd suck small dogs and children up into it right. if, they, if they walk underneath it. <clears throat> it puts a pretty good um, flow of air through our house. I mean, real real good. And mm-hmm. and our on my bed right now is um, we're trying to figure out if I have allergies or not. And I've got it. Normally have a big feather uh, quilt on our bed even in the summertime we use it because it actually keeps you cooler when it's real when it's real hot mm-hmm. um so we thought well, i got rid of my feather pillow and i i folded up the, the big feather quilt and i put it in the other room and right now we're sleeping with two two whoobies oh, okay okay so it's not like the we have a huge thick blanket on our bed and I fell asleep last night with that fan on, and Kathy woke me up like at 2 o'clock this morning and said, can you please turn that fan off? I'm freezing. <laughs> so, yeah. it, I mean, it's like a steady, like a five-mile-an-hour wind blowing on you. Yeah. And and it was, when I got up out of bed, I was, um, I had nipless erectus. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, listen, we have... So it was chilly enough, so... It, and it's and this is right on the water, so so it is, you know, the water affects the temperature. It's like air conditioning. Yep. You and probably don't any, run the AC much all year up there, I would think. Maybe oh, no, two no. or three You know, days. I, I, have, I have central air, and I have yet to turn it on this year. And last year, I probably turned it on maybe for three days. Hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. We just, we just don't, you know... The, the fellow that owned the house put it in. Um, it was here when I got it. So, I if it was up to me, I probably would not have installed it. Hmm. I don't. I would have thought money would be better suited somewhere else. Okay, we have exactly 55 minutes. This is a one-hour blitz episode. Just to conclude that topic, I was talking to somebody. Uh, my grandma's 94, turned 94 yesterday, and uh, we were talking about how they used to sleep at night. And she said, oh, we just slept outside. And I'm like, well, what did you do about all the mosquitoes and stuff? She said, there weren't any. You want to know why? why? DDT. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they could yeah. just sleep outside and yeah. never get a single bud bite. But Well, you know, I, I've been spraying this stuff around my front yard, like just on my porch. And I think I mentioned this the other day. Um, 
I've been spraying like the footing of my porch, you know, like underneath my porch. I don't spray my porch. I just spray the bushes around the outside of my porch. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The mosquitoes are, are almost nil on my porch at night. Hmm. And it's it's just a bug, some kind of a, and I'm sure it's not, not anything that's horribly toxic because you, you can buy it. Yeah. Um, so... It's too bad um, I don't know a guy with a garden center and some DDT sitting behind the counter, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's you can still find it and you can still find like 2,4-D and stuff. Oh yeah, you can you can buy that. That's not a big deal. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking at hardware stores. Yeah, I know. If yeah, you, you can get right, all of that stuff. If you find well, I think 2,4-D you're supposed to have a license for now. Weird. I don't I don't think you can I don't think you can just buy 2,4-D anymore. I think you have to have a license for it. Hmm. Well, anyway, um, yeah, that used to kill uh, a lot of um, mosquitoes. Yeah, well, you know. And people. <laughs> well, you know, hey. Um, so, uh, let's see. I Here's a quick shout-out to all the countries that are coming online with the Knife Journal podcast. Hello, Croatia. Hello, New Zealand. <laughs> all these, hello, South Africa. And if we forgot your country, I'm sorry. Send us an email, and we'll mention you. You know what it is? You know, I just thought of something. You know why we're having the the southern border is being overrun right now? I don't know. They're trying to come up here to listen to this to podcast. To listen to the podcast, of course. Yep, because they cannot get it down there. Yep, their iTunes, like, blocks us or something. Yep. But, um, okay, so um, I got an email uh, from somebody... And this is a, a good idea for a, a little, every once in a while, if we if people want to send in a question, this is a good one to ask. We can have a little segment. So, guy sent me a thing saying he watched the movie Departed, and Matt Damon was in an alley, and he was waiting for Marky Mark to come down the alley so he could stick him or whatever. And uh, it ended up being like some poor... Uh, schlub of a delivery man and Mark uh, and uh, Matt Damon whips out a knife and it looked like an assisted opener and he stuck the guy um, so the guy wondered what uh, kind of a knife that was and uh, I looked and looked found some pictures of it and then I used Google and uh, <laughs> I came up with an answer at least I think it's the answer I think it is a Kershaw whirlwind oh really Yep, that's which is an assisted opener. Um, yep. So I think that that's the answer to your question, and that's the end of our segment, the knife detective. Who should we ask? <laughs> Perry knife Mason. Detective. I love that. Perry Mason, knife detective. So if you, if you have a question about a knife that's in a movie, and if it's you know if I can get it or if Jim can get it, we'll put our heads together and we'll try to figure out what knife it was. So And it's funny and it's funny because there's a lot of there's a lot of them. Yep. Perry Mason knife detective. Anyway, um, so next, uh, so I got this email, another email from a, a company that I used to order my pigs from before I uh, started hiring a local farmer to do it. And I've been trying to talk my farmer into raising these pigs called Tamworth, T-A-M worth hogs, um, because they're like awesome. They're like the best pig ever. And uh, it's the kind of pig that my family used to grow. We were like boutique growers of these one kinds of pigs and so um, I got this email from this company and uh, it was the same company I used to buy pork from and they were selling Tamworth pork hmm. okay so they were selling uh, three pounds of ground pork so up 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 in Brutus what do you pay for pound of ground pork you know I don't even know well how I, about for I, a, I, I, a tube like of Jimmy Dean sausage. Well, here's the only thing I have to go by is uh, would be like a, a pork loin that we would pay two dollars ninety nine cents for typically. Ground okay. pork probably sausage. Probably I don't know. Probably three four dollars a pound for ground I'm pork. Guessing. 
Well, uh, it's way I don't less. Know. I don't. I don't even notice. Yeah. I mean, well, to be honest with you, I don't even notice. Okay. So typically, um, if I get my pig, my ground pork um, from my pig and taking it to the butcher and everything ends up being my maybe seventy five cents a pound. And if you buy it in the store here, I buy when I'm out. I buy bulk um, ground pork and it's you know maybe a dollar a pound. Okay. Three pounds of the Tamworth ground pork. Guess what it's selling for? I have no idea. Forty bucks a pound, and it's already gone. No, for 40. three pounds. For three pounds. So you're they're selling it for holy shit for thir- four times. Yeah, thirteen dollars and thirty three cents a pound for Tamworth pork ground versus um, one dollar a pound grocery store cost here. Wow. So like. Mike, and so I've been trying to talk my farmer into doing it, and I forwarded him that email. Hopefully, he'll do it. But his last excuse was they're ugly pigs, and like he doesn't want to raise ugly pigs. Hmm. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Why would you ever raise anything but the one that's going to pay thirteen well, times you have as to, much? You have to have the market for it. That's for sure. Oh, hey, you're <clears throat> talking to him. <laughs> you well, know? well, yeah, and I then, understand that. But but are you? I mean. Somebody's going to have to butcher it. Somebody's going to have to, mar- you know, ship it. Somebody's going to have to. Butchering is I mean, no it's big not deal. Coming, but it's not coming out of their, what is he, it coming out of somebody's house? I mean, No, he's got a farm. So it goes, but then the thing is, is there's all these like boutique meat places that you could sell it to. Even if you sold it for half of that, even if you sold it for six bucks a pound for the ground stuff, you're still making a killing versus what you would sell it a, a regular pig for. You know, mm-hmm. so like, so I sent that email to um, our man in the field, and he posed a question for the podcast: "Is that hipster pork?" <laughs> yeah, I think because it it's is. like well, you know, I mean, and like, and and I think he'll probably he'll probably know the answer to this. I've never raised pigs. There's a lot of money in pigs. I remember when I was in school, um, we had a we had a, um, a market class where where you basically started out with X number of dollars in the beginning of the year, and you traded commodities for the year, and and uh, the one that made the most won the class. You know, he got the best grades and stuff. And, right, right. And the people that made the, well, it really wasn't based on that, but there was a there was a prize at the end for the people that made the most money. Right. And uh, the the guy that made the most money was a, a fellow that dealt with pigs. Yeah, pork bellies. Yep, he the, was the one that made the most money on it because it was the the most vo- it was basically the most volatile market, and he just happened to trade in. And I guess you can lose, you can win the most, or you can lose the most on pigs. Yeah, because if you get in the wrong cycle, where you're selling when everything's where everything's cheap, yeah, um, th- then you're in trouble. Yeah, well, and that's that's kind of the thing, you and know, you just and you balance you it to, out over time. But yeah, you have to get into where the cycle is. Uh, you're selling pigs when nobody else is selling pigs. Well, and then so here's my point um, about these pigs. So if I have one kind of pig, and I have to raise thirteen of them to make the same money that I would raise on one. Yeah, but maybe you get maybe the maybe the death rate is twelve times it's not, greater. It's not. We <laughs> used to raise them. We used to raise them. Yeah. Like it's it's just a pig. It's the same damn thing. But okay, the, so but why? The, so okay, because so they're the, rare. Because nobody fucking grows them. Okay, they're so, a rare breed of pig. Is the does the pork taste different? Yes, absolutely, positively, it's a tastier, uh, juicy, um, excellent pork. Hmm. Yeah, but nobody raises them because it's like the typical farmer thing is. Well, that's an ugly pig. Yeah. I'm not going to grow that. Well, <clears throat> there there may be some more. Yeah, I know. There's you know, got to be. I other mean, when you, you look at you look but. at the pigs that people raise today, and your and our man in the field will, will will vouch for me on this. Those pigs are are bred and designed to genetically designed to put on the most amount of lean meat they yeah. can in a very fast period of time. Right, and and the the deal with the Tamworth is it's a it's a heritage breed. Right, and it's probably not as efficient. No, as, and they're they're not as and, and, and I don't even know the yeah. the breeds of pork right now. I mean, I don't even know the breeds of pork. Well, they're they're that, not that was they're not, not as specialty. They're not as big of a pig, and they're not and they're but they're very very lean, very mm-hmm. very very lean. Um, so that you have to charge more because you're not for the same amount of 
feed going in, you don't get as much meat coming out. But 13 times, that's, there's no freaking way. Lot. Yeah, and the, and the reason is is it's a rare breed. Yeah. Well, it's um, interesting because even if you get, like, fresh eggs from your neighbor's farm, there's still only two bucks a, a dozen. Yeah. I mean, I, I pay... I pay two bucks a dozen from uh, from Dan's from Dan that uh, where I get my eggs. Yeah, and it's if you go to the grocery store, it's two thirty seven. Yeah, <laughs> for for old eggs. Right. Well, and so so anyway, um, that's a that's a development. So there is there probably pork. is something about there are, there probably is something about it being uh, a boutique type type critter, but all I know is that I I uh, pulled I couldn't wait anymore, and I pulled my first. Uh, first loin out of the out of the shrink wrap uh-huh. oh my god that's that's the that is the answer nice i pulled that out it was it was it was it was firm it was moist but it wasn't and it wasn't terribly salty hmm. and it was very smoky and i cut some up and i brought them down to the hardware store and i, I was kind of sh- you know asking opinions of different guys and 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 dylan's dad ron is a he loves smoked fish. Lo- I mean, absolutely. He's like that's the best thing in the world is smoked fish. Right. And after he had a piece of that pork, he said, "You know what?" He said, "I love smoked fish." He said, "But I think I like this better." Oh wow! <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> so he was. So they were oogling it like crazy. I went and um, I got two eyes of round. Yeah. Uh, and I and I last night I put them. I, I trimmed them all out and I and I. Um, I put it in a in the salt and the and the um, one of them I used a Sicilian um, spice mix to okay. go on the outside of it mm-hmm. just just for some I just opened up a cabinet and there was some Sicilian spice and I I put um, the correct amount of salt and then I bought, I doubled the amount with the spices. Did you use the Morton uh, tender tender quick yeah. for that? Yep, yeah, yep, okay. yep. And right. then I and then I put uh, the other one I did the same thing but I used brown sugar. Okay, well that works. So, so, um, but here's a question for you. This morning, I got up, and normally with pork, I will um, the the syrupy stuff that that you the drain it off. comes out of it. Well, you drain that no, off all the for, time. No, for the first for the first week um, that I'm, however long your cure is, I I leave yep. it alone because that's... okay. And then, um, you, you know, you slosh it around, and then when it yeah, comes out I of the bag... Yeah, I turn it usually every day. Yeah, and then when it comes out of the bag, I, I wash the heck out of it before yeah, I yeah. do anything okay. else. Okay, okay. So that's what I was curious about, because I was, I was like, ooh, you know, maybe I, maybe it shouldn't be sitting in that, because it's redder than I'm used to seeing. With the pork, it's kind of a, almost a clear, purulent fluid, huh. where this is, this is a reddish, like, you know, like it's blood coming out of the meat kind of a... Yeah, uh, well, you just, just give it a shot and see. You bought Eye of Round, right? Yeah, yep. so and they trimmed gonna, it all up nice. Yeah, and, it's going to look uh, different. Um, and you're going to make dried beef, I'm assuming. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't, don't think don't it'll mess be ready. With, don't mess with anything. Just just follow the instructions. Yep. Um, I don't think it'll be. Um, I don't think it'll be ready for this weekend. No, it won't I'm, be. I, but I'm pretty. I will have some of that pork though. Yeah, it takes several weeks for that stuff to to cure. And you know what I did? I I had a I had a sandwich of that stuff today, mm. of the pork. Yeah. With with full seed honey with full seed mustard. Nice. On a uh, on an English muffin and yeah. some cheese curds. Oh my God, that was so good. <laughs> I wait. Do you, it's unbelievable how good it tastes. I can't wait. Unbelievable. Okay. Now, um, KnivesShipFree.com is the best place to buy knives. Period. Here are a couple reasons. We have the best brands, we have the most popular knives, and they're all in stock. If you send us an email, we'll answer it. If you call us on the phone, we answer the phone. If you order it, we ship it. Knivesshipfree.com, the best place to buy knives. Now you know why.
you know, I've been tinkering with trackers and stuff. Mm -hmm. There is a new maker on the tracker <laughs> market as I of heard today. That. Yeah, I okay. got a picture. I got a picture of a big hot piece of metal. So Lon Humphrey has entered the tracker market in the big, big way. And so, <laughs> for people at home, um, if you want to, if you want to see some examples of his work, go to. Lon Humphrey Knives, L-O-N-H-U-M-P-H-R-E-Y Knives.com. Um, the tracker won't be available because it's already sold. Um, don't ask me how I know that. But the um, he's got a bunch of other forged knives available, like the Muley, which I bought. Um, he's got Brute to Forge, which Jim owns. Mm -hmm. He's got Bowie's. Uh, he does custom stuff. But the but the reason um, reason you should check that out is because his prices for forged work is uh, basically what they're charging the stock removal guys are charging for their stock removal stuff. Yep. It's that's unheard of. Like I, I was talking to him today, I'm like, dude, you're undervaluing your work. So uh you know, I think if I'm not going to try to claim there's like mystical benefits to forging steel and stuff, but if you don't own a forged knife and you want one, this is a he does excellent work, and it's a price point that you can get into it for similar cost for um, a stock removal knife, and that's actually kind of rare. His his bushcrafter, I think I want one. It's a I wouldn't. It's not a. It doesn't look like your typical bushcrafter that you would um, when you when you envision a bushcraft knife. Yeah. They have a certain look to them all the time. Yeah. Uh, his bushcraft knife d doesn't look like that. It looks his, like a Lon Humphrey knife. Yes, it looks like a Lon Humphrey knife. It looks like it's an extremely, um, like it would be extremely handy for for doing that kind of work. Yeah. A very good outdoor knife that you would not go wrong with. Uh, they're coming. The black helicopters are coming. Well, and the the other thing is, is that he he has like the the entry level stuff, like uh, the stuff that I've bought from him. But he also does like the super high end, like take to a knife show and sell it for crazy money knives. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, but he check that but he out. does a he does a good job. His his um, uh, all of his stuff is um, very well made. Mm -hmm. Very, very well made. I think he, you know, you can do well with just about anything that you get from him. Yep. So pick your style and step into your first forged knife. But anyway, I know uh, he is uh, for currently forging a tracker style knife, and I don't know Not of any other makers that are forging trackers. That's it. Now you you opted for the muley. Mm-hmm. Because it's was it's, uh, smaller. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was wondering, did, was he making the, his bushcrafter when you did that? Um, I I don't know what he was currently had in production at the time, but he brought one of those muleys to a Bark, Bark River grind in, and I saw it and bought it. So yeah. that's that's where that came about. Um, so I, I you know I don't know what what was current at the time, but I I liked the muley, so it's the right size blade for me and. I thought it was kind of neat, um, but you know, if you if you're into the big, huge, like really fancy Bowies, you can pick up one from him that's forged for a reasonable cost, um, and it's not going to stay that way forever because sooner or later he's no. going to figure out that he's worth more than he's charging. So yeah, his his stuff is really ac very attractive. Yep. Um, and and you won't you won't be unhappy with it. Right. Okay, um, next thing. I got some folding knives to talk about. Oh, let's do that because I'm out of I'm out of topics. <laughs> Were you ready to start in the ranting phase? No, um, we can't do that. We only got an hour, dude. Have I have I spoke about this this uh, German knife? No. What's a Solingen it's, or it's something? Ki it's kind of it's kind of like a uh, a canoe pattern. Or no, I'm sorry, not a canoe pattern, but a copper lock. Okay. Only it's pretty good size. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's a lock it's a this is a locking blade. How does it how did they do it? It's got a it's a lock back, but to release the lock back, 
you push on the the small blade and that does it. Oh, that is clever. Do you know what the company is? Yeah. It's well, called a it's called a Wademan snail. It's a German company that is out of business and they have uh um I've had this for quite some time and it's a it's they call they've called these the trick knives for a long time but the 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 name of the knife is engraved in deeply into the uh, yeah, into the blade. Turn it the other way, and I'm going to read it so people can look it up. Uh, w e i d m a n n s h e i l. Wade Wade snail, and I'll I'll Instagram a picture of that. Yeah, it's it's a very cool knife. I, I've I've carried this. Uh, it's got kind of a fake. I don't think this is real. Any kind of real. St- it's probably jigged bone that looks like stag. Uh-huh. It's jigged to look like stag, but it's uh, it's just kind of okay, but it but I but it's definitely a natural um uh material. I like like bone some kind of bone. Yeah. And, and um I don't know what kind of steel it is, but what it was not an expensive knife. I've had it forever. But I always thought it was kind of cool to have this little this little uh lockback thing. And it's kind of a maybe a bet winning knife cuz you can't people can't figure out how to close it. There you go. You know, that's um, that's like the switchblades that close with the bolster. Yes. <laughs> <If I> move, <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 And that knife is uh, it's got two blades. It's got the the master blade is a big spear point. Uh huh. And then the the other blade is a uh, a sheep's foot. Yep, a little sheep's foot. Nice. So it's I mean it's a very handy combination, and yeah. it's a fairly good sized knife. Fills up your hand nice. Um, and and I don't think you'd go wrong. You go wrong with a with a knife like this. Yep. Um, for especially in and if you're going into an area where you want a big knife, but you but you just can't have a you can't have a pocket clip showing. You should uh, you should post a picture of that on uh, Slip Joint Addicts. I bet I did, you they'd go crazy. I did the I I just Instagrammed it. Uh huh. So there's a Facebook uh, group that uh, both Jim and I are members of called uh, Slip Joint Addicts, and they they post some really cool stuff up there. A lot of a lot of the stuff that we know and love, but then you'll get some really unusual stuff like this or uh, customs from like custom makers. Kind of a neat place. Yeah, this is a this is a, like I said, this is a very cool knife. I really like it. Um, I'm gonna try to take a picture of the shield. I don't know if it's gonna allow me to zoom in that much. The shield has got a boar's head. Oh, cool. So, um, while you're photographing it, uh, I wanted to give a plug for uh, a group that all you guys out there that are, like, into the outdoors and into knives and stuff, but you have this, like, secret, um, deep, dark secret in that you're also a geek and so you like things like Star Trek and um, dude, I'm Star not. A, I'm not secretly. And, a, I love Star Trek. I'm well, not a secret fan a, of it. I love it. Well, the thing is, is like we're unusual because in we're our we're talking original, right? Well, yeah, of course. What what else would you be talking? Um, so if you're into these kinds of things, and you know, you, it's like this deep dark secret because you got to be like all manly and tough and stuff, like which <laughs> most of the people we hang around with. But you know. There is a place for you that you can go, and it's other guys like Jim and I uh, that monkey around in the outdoors, do all this crazy stuff, love knives and whatnot. Um, go on Facebook and look up Bushcraft Geeks and uh, <laughs> join us. Uh, Kevin McGee started that group, and now we've got quite a quite a group of uh, people on there posting like nerdy stuff. Like today, there was they talked about. They might uh, have a new Doctor Who come out, and the guy had, like, this crazy, awesome Doctor Who scarf, um, like the one I forced my wife to labor over and knit me. Um, I don't even know who Doctor Who is. Well, you, they, you don't start with the new ones. You have to go back to the originals. It, it, the only reason I know is because um, uh, I had a uh, 10.30 curfew when I was in high school, uh, but Doctor Who started at 10. So I was actually home at five minutes to ten every night to watch. See, that must have that must have been like after my time. It was on. No, this is from the fifties and sixties. But they were showing old episodes on PBS at like ten o'clock on Friday night. 
And huh. so I, I came home and religiously, I was home five minutes before 10 o'clock to watch it. Um, it was, it's, it's still on in a lot of locations, but, um, the original ones are great. Like the old school ones with the Daleks and all this. But anyway, mm-hmm. just, if you're into that sort of thing and you don't want to tell like your other, like manly buddies and stuff, um, you can tell us, come find us on, uh, Bushcraft Geeks. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Okay, so, uh... Number two knife, okay, is not a slip joint. Let's see it. But it is a v- extremely sexy lockback. Okay, let's see. Oh, that's an Almar Eagle. Yeah, that's one of my favorite knives. This is a Almar Eagle, and it is a sweetheart of a blade. Yep, it's um, real sticky. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you can stick this real easy. Yeah, if you decided that you were going to stick some, this in something, you would. it would definitely stick. I wonder how they do the heat. Those blades are like 16th inch. Or, uh, yeah, 16th inch. How are they doing the heat treat on that? I don't know. The The pivot hole is pretty big. Probably that's how they get away with it. And then they just... And, but it, you would still think that it would curve during heat treat. Cause the, well, they probably heat treat it and then grind it. Yeah, but even uh, that's what I did on mine. It doesn't matter. Like, hey. y- it it still warps during heat treat. I never ground a single well, no, thing but, on mine. But I bet you this this started out a lot thicker than it oh, was. Oh, thicker. Okay, so they probably started out at like. Or know. they or they heat treated it. <laughs> you can heat treat knives. Um, a certain way if they're if you have plates. Oh, you so know, they pleat. They're put clamped in between. when they heat treat. Yeah, them. yeah. Okay, so that it won't warp or. Yeah, whatever. I don't know if they did that with this. I don't know, but. Yeah. I mean, this this could have been. Uh, I mean, this is a, these are all stock removal. I don't think that they blank them. No. But, but that this is a great knife. This yeah. is a very. Uh, this is a lot of knife. A lot of knife. And it's lightweight. And it and it is extremely lightweight. Yeah. It's probably one of the most successful knife designs out there. Uh, you know, longest-running successful knife well, designs. I, I bought one. Yeah. And it, that whole series is actually really nice. Yeah. Um, what else you got going on? Let's see. So I've, I've, uh, I have cracked the code <laughs> of the um, quarter round on the tracker. I now okay. know how to make that grind and make it beautiful. And uh, what I've done is I've just... That... The transition between the hollow grind in the draw area and the convex grind on the front portion of the knife, that's the trouble spot. I just treat it as a, as a third edge. And what I've done is I've convexed, um, I've convexed it back, back towards there, and it is beautiful. Um, it's a little bit difficult to execute that, and I'm, I've got a video that I'm working on now of how I did it. I'm still not done, but that video will show how to do that um, transition and have it turn out right. Um, but I can thank, uh, I, I got ideas from a bunch of people and then played with all of them. And so I got ideas from Lon Humphrey, from Mike Stewart, from Jim Stewart, and from Jay Roosh um, on how to do that. And then I played with each of their ideas and then I kind of came up with one that, that actually um, works with my particular set of tools. Um, hey, is Jay, is Jay coming up? Uh, he, I, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. We're gonna actually have a fair number of people here. I think so. Yeah, should be should be good because I know um one one guy um is coming up uh, next week, Jared Lynn Carr, uh, to ride up there with me. So. I think I think Kathy's gonna come Saturday morning. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go pick her up on Saturday morning on the ferry. So which of the which of the stewards is coming? I don't know. I talked to them the other day and they still can't decide. Some somebody has to show up. I know it. I would think. Yeah. They better. We'll be all pissed. I mean, they just live what three hours away. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna be pissed. One of them has to show up. Yep. 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 And I and you know I'm gonna bring 
I'm gonna bring a little knife roll with some outdoor knives for people to play with if they want to. Yeah, if this if this tracker is done, I'm gonna bring it yeah. um, for people to screw around with. Um, but yeah, that should be should be good time. Uh, it uh, I'm trying to figure out what to pack, uh, but I I want to go. I want to bring that um, that pack of mine that's. Uh, it's the Ex- Maxpedition Vulture 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the cold weather, I may have to upsize. Because, I mean, if it what was going to be... Vulture 2? It's, it's, uh, it's basically a large book bag, but it's got the molly on the sides, so you can, you can molly some s- stuff to it, um, uh-huh. like your sleeping and, oh, So you have, it, you have it, like, expanded... Yeah, I, I put the sleeping roll on the out or the you know the roll the bed roll on the outside, and then I I usually attach the um, my machete to the other side, uh, and then that's basically what I use. But since I'm having to bring insulation, I'm gonna have probably have to bring a bigger pack, which sucks because if I didn't have to bring a sleeping bag, I'd be rocking you know with a back uh, basically a book bag. <laughs> right. You know, which is awesome. That's fun because if you can go light like that, man, you can just rock. Um, okay, so have you seen the new Maxpedition uh, fixed blade knives? Uh-uh. I've heard there's some controversy around those, though. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, I, I saw know the whole I, story. They're but they're they look like copies of Mad Dog knives. Well, and it was basically they. Um, I saw the original. I saw the back and forth on that, and it's like admitted by both sides that they're that they're copies. Yeah, but that, yeah. that what you know they were gonna design it and do it together, and something fell through. So Maxpedition just said, "Screw it, let's let's um let's just put it out, and we'll call it the Maxpedition, whatever." Mm-hmm. And that that was I saw the original argument on that, and um, you know I'm I'm certainly open to corrections, but that's rem- that's what I remember seeing. Right. Um, well, that's kind of interesting because they surely look like uh, they surely look to me like Mad Dog knives. Well, you know, as I saw some uh, some back and forth exchange that that um, basically it absolutely was. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we didn't talk about that when it came out because where where did I see that? It was some someplace very public. Well, I got it was at on. the. I thought it was at the Blade Show. Okay, yeah, a couple it was a, of years back. Yeah, I thought that's where it was, but <clears throat> hmm. I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, anyway, so yeah, that you know, I probably won't buy one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I like I've always liked the way Mad Dog knives looked. Yeah, but I've never owned one. Yeah, I've never. And they've always been expensive. Yeah. But, anyways. So I'm going to go see Bare Naked Ladies this weekend. Oh, is that that band? Yep. You pay... Oh, hey! Hey! Uh, listen. What? Um, I The guy that hires me uh, when he's in the Midwest... Yep. ...hired me to play in um, Michigan with him. Oh yeah, where? September sixteenth and seventeenth. Where? At some place um, north of Detroit, like Franken something or other. Frankenmuth. Maybe that's Frankenmuth. it. Frankenmuth. Yeah, yep. but we're we're Bavarian playing Bavarian town. Yeah, we're Bavarian town. We're playing there for right. for, for two for the weekend. Yeah, no, it's during the week, um, but we're playing like two two different days up there. During the week, in the middle of the week. Yeah, they hired us for a Tuesday and Wednesday, and they paid wow. top dollar. No shit, huh? Yeah. What's uh? What's the um? Uh. Is it a hotel or where? Where's it? Oh, uh, I'll have to give you details. Yeah. Um, I, yeah I don't details, have all the details. I don't have all the details, but I know I'm playing there. September. I'm playing Michigan September 16th and 17th. They cool. It was just going to be the 17th, but as soon as they announced it, it sold out. So they added another show. Um. What's the guy's name? Johnny Rogers. Let me see if I can find. Uh, maybe he's got Google. it on his website here. Google that shit. Uh, Google that shit. Google. Google.
Where's that from? Hey guys, uh, come I, on. It was a video that came up on my YouTube feed as a suggestion, and I watched it. And the guy was ranting about something, and in the middle of it, he said, um, basically, you know, if you if you aren't on board with this, you need to like check it out. Google that shit. <laughs> like, so that's where. Okay, so it's um, Frankenmuth, Michigan, uh, Buddy and Beyond at Zenders. Yep, yep. Zenders, uh, is, they have good food there. You'll like that. Yeah, okay, but the ticket you get. Okay, so it's um. Forty bucks for a ticket, and food. Yeah, I think you get food. Forty bucks for so it looks like we're paying four sh- playing four shows. Forty for lunch, forty five for dinner. So you'd be playing for a bunch of old people. Yeah, but they they'll let you if you came and saw this, you would love the show. I guarantee it. There'll be no tips. They're all old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> be the tour the tour bus will drop off the all the people. Yeah, but it's four gigs. That it like it was. It, that's like an awesome score. Like whenever I play with him, it's awesome. We go um, and play like crazy. Um, what do you do? Beat drums? Yeah, I'm a drummer. You're a drummer, huh? Yeah. Well, I play well, guitar. How come you guys and, don't come up here and play Blissfest? Uh, I don't know. We I don't think we've gotten an invite. But but this is going to be great. That's awesome. Yeah. So like. But if you look at his like upcoming shows, he plays all over the place. So, so what kind of what kind of music does he play? Well, this will be a this will be a, his Buddy and Beyond show. So you'll hear like uh, all the way from the '50s up through modern stuff. But oh, nice. you know, it, and it every show is different. Like I never know what we're gonna play, and he never tells me ahead of time. Like he just starts playing, and then you kind of follow along. But. Um, it's it's fun. Like he's of all the people I play with, he's one of the most fun that I've ever had. So uh, check it out. <laughs> Johnny Rogers. Yep, JohnnyRogersBand.com. Does he got a good voice? Oh yeah, you you, you just have to see it. Um, but right. uh, yeah, I'll be up there September sixteenth right. and seventeenth. I'll make sure Kathy gets the days off, and we'll go. Yeah, well you'll love it. You guys will crap seriously. <laughs> well. You'll be in the right audience because there'll be a lot of depends. <laughs> <laughs> I wear, personally, I wear, oops, I crap my pants. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's from that Saturday Night Live skit. Yep. Hey, did you know I had a friend that... Um, Crapped his pants? No, he was, uh, he's, he uh, was uh, my next door neighbor in college. We mm-hmm. all lived in the dorms all four years, and he was in the same room, and we were in the same room, named Tom Flanagan. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was in uh, like a com- bunch of comedy stuff. He's an engineer, and then he started a comedy troupe that worked with Second City. Oh yeah. And then he got hired as a writer on Saturday Night Live for a season. Nice. Yeah, so it was cool because you know he was on. He'd, you'd see him, his name in the credits, and whenever he had a skit, he'd post it and stuff. It was cool. Did did he? Uh, was it th- during the funny years? It was d- very recently. Okay. <laughs> But, uh, well, you know, there's there's uh, Saturday Night Live is is one of those shows that season to season changes pretty dramatically. Yeah, depends. Yeah, I remember back when I was in high school, that show, and maybe it was because we were in high school, we found it extremely funny. Yeah. Um, and that was back in the days of John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, but that you, that's and, the original uh, cast. You know, Steve Steve. Uh, um, what the hell's his name? Steve uh, Martin. Yeah, and then was actually well, a lot Eddie of people Murphy realize was on Steve back then Steve too. Martin is associated with Saturday Night Live. I guess he only was guest host like two times. Yeah, you know he, he it wasn't like he was a common fixture on that show. Yeah. Um, well, he's been I, but, he's been on there a bunch of times. Him and Tom well, yeah, I know, Hanks I know, now. but originally. He, they everybody claimed that that's where he got he became famous. No, but he but yeah. the first year that he did that, the first year that that uh, that it came out, he only did it two times. He was the guest host two times. Yeah, and uh, uh, they were very successful shows. They they claimed that they were like the most popular shows um, that Saturday Night Live had ever done. Yeah, but 
my dogs are wrestling under the table. It's it's always one thing after another. I'm sitting outside in my wonderful on my wonderful porch. Yeah. And I was trying to keep my doggies quiet because they're not barking. But one, they're they're like under the picnic table wrestling. Yeah. And, I, and my my shit's on the picnic table. Come on, guys, you need to get out of here. Well, anyway, um, go on. What else have you got? Um. Well, let's see. I've got, we did our carpets today, so everybody's locked out of the house. That's why, that's what's going on here. We're all locked out of the house because we can't walk on the floors because we just had the carpets all cleaned. Right. Um, got new tires for my truck and my Jeep. Okay. I got, uh, what else do I got going on? Uh, planning our expedition to... Back to our dive site for September, so we're in neck deep in doing that right now. Come on, guys. Seriously. Stop. All day they've been quiet and not doing anything, and now they're all freaking wound up now. Okay. So it's probably not going to be a good day. Well, um, we've got uh, it torrentially downpoured yesterday, and I mean downpoured unbelievable amounts of copious amounts of rain came down uh you couldn't even see i almost had to pull off the side of the road hmm. the visuals are so bad and i couldn't even hear myself think with the rain beating the top of the jeep hmm. okay that's not I think zen music i think it's <laughs> i think we're gonna wrap it up <laughs> come here is, this is gonna be the shortest episode ever <laughs> 45 does, uh, minutes does uh um can you hear all that thumping? Yeah, it's crazy. It's this is not gonna be good audio, so it pisses me off to no end. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> come here, come here, come here, come here. Why doesn't anybody freaking listen to me? Come here. I'm gonna lock your ass in a cage. Come here. All right, listen. Come here. Let's uh, let's call it. Okay, I'm gonna keep him quiet right now. I got, I'm, I'm, I'm holding him very nicely. <laughs> He's such an idiot. So his, uh, he decided the neighbor's got a Rottweiler puppy. Yeah. That's weighs about a hundred pounds. Yeah. And so he's been wrestling with him and playing with him lately. He runs down the hill, runs through the invisible fence, and decided that he's gonna be independent. So. And I think what had happened was he actually found a spot. They put an, an invisible fence in also. And I think what happened was there must be a spot where the two circles intersect. Uh-huh. And it allowed him a passageway. And he found that passageway to go down there so he couldn't get shocked. And every time I went down there to get him, I'd bring him back up and he'd get shocked up through the middle. So he wasn't real happy about that. Well, I couldn't stop him from bolting down there. He was finding that spot. So what I ended up doing was I moved my circles. Oh, okay. <laughs> So I moved. I moved the the invi- the way those operate is there's a radio transmitter and it sends out a signal that's mm-hmm. a cir- that's basically circular, and it gives you about a 300 foot circle. When you have two of them, they where they intersect, they make an oval. Yeah. And yeah. so you can have a pretty good size uh, if you set them the right distance apart and you really pay attention. You can have a pretty good size place for them to run. Well. I think, like I said, what I think had happened was he was probably intersecting with the neighbor's circle because I yeah. had one close to the property line, and he could get through there. Well, now I moved them all over to the other side of the house, and he can't get over there. And so now he's all upset about that. <laughs> he's all he's all ticked off. He can't go over there now. Speaking of radios, uh, I'm bringing, I, I finally broke down and got some walkie-talkies. Oh, cool. I've always wanted a pair of freaking walkie-talkies, and now they're so cheap, it's not even funny. Did you get a pair of um, the Motorola talkabouts? No, I got, something like I got that? Um, Cobra has a 35-mile uh-huh. like, uh, walkie-talkie, they're, so I got a pair of they, those. They call those their, their family uh, channel, family something channel, fam, family frequency or something oh, like I that? Sh- I should probably give the model out for people. <clears throat> um, but they, I know... I know the ones I have are, are little Motorola's, and I don't know how far they go. They go, you know, probably a couple, three or four miles. I don't know if those really go 35 miles. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they <laughs> probably do, but I mean, they go. They go more than a hundred feet, certainly. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, well, I want to say my sister used used uh, 
uh, those walkie-talkies of mine over last weekend at Blissfest, uh-huh. and they were, that place is like a, a square mile. Yeah. Uh, with full of campers and all kinds of stuff and electronics, you know, like, like they have lighting systems and stuff for the bands and yeah and um, and they were able to talk to each other the whole time all the way around the place. Okay, so here it is. It's the um, Cobra Microtalk CXR nine twenty five thirty five mile radio. Extended range capacity provides up to thirty five mile range, depending on terrain and conditions. Uh, it's got playback, so if you miss a call, twenty two channels. With you can put privacy codes, lithium batteries, all this stuff. Um, so anyway, we'll we'll give those a test, and and if they work and we like them, we can maybe uh, give them a positive review or whatever. But I thought yeah. those might come in handy. Well, you know, um, does it say on there? You're looking on the website. Does it say what that frequency is called? What those freak that group of frequencies mm, is called? Let me look. Does it say it's like family band or family something or other? Um, I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a frequency that you don't need a license for. Yeah, you don't need a license for this. It's some crazy thing. Um, but I, I I mean obviously I'll have more information once I get them out of the box and play with them. But I you know why I chose this model? Why is that? You're gonna laugh. Cobra? You're gonna laugh. Is it called Cobra? No. What? One of our friends, uh, Phil Elmore. Okay. Writes for uh, writes the Mac Balan novels. Mm-hmm. Writes a few of them, and he. Uh, it's this this model of walkie-talkie was mentioned in there, <laughs> so I bought it. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> because it was. But that's. I mean, that's how. How else are you going to make the decision? You know, there's a billion freaking walkie-talkies. Like, they're probably all about the same. So, like, how, how do you decide? And something as stupid as that is is good enough for me. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> anyway. I think uh, I think I, I think a friend of mine, Jerry Van Cook, used to write those novels. Okay, he must have must have retired. I haven't heard from him in a long time. Well, they they have a big stable, so he's. It, it says on Phil Elmore's website like which ones he's written and whatnot, but um, you know, they a new one comes out every month, mm-hmm. and and you know you can buy them like in the grocery store or like Walmart or whatever, and they're they're thin, they're a quick read. I like them. I know it's mm-hmm. it's dirty, filthy, nasty, scummy reading, but it's like awesome. <laughs> and the writing is much better now than it ever was when I was a kid. Like the writing when I was a kid was just terrible, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, now it's pretty good. Especially the stuff that Phil Omar writes. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's all I know. That's all you know, and you're sticking to it, huh? Yep. So, I guess we don't really have a lot going on this week. What's what's in what's new in politics? We had some. Uh, we have nine minutes to discuss it, including the outro. Let me find something. Um, okay, so a plane got all blowed up, but we talked. Well, I guess we talked about it, but I cut it out because I said something naughty. Um, let's see what else. Oh yeah, you were blame RC Cola. Yeah, because, uh, well, okay, so that was a little insensitive of me, but um, I said it was probably because of a YouTube video that the guy got distracted at the controls of his Buck missile, and he dumped over his RC Cola, and it shorted out. The, it was pretty insensitive, so, so yeah. I deleted it. Well, you know, you know the yeah. um, uh, they're saying now that there's no evidence that the Russians were involved in that, which no, I find it was kind that. of intriguing, but it was... But what they're saying, is, what the other thing they're saying is that the the Russians definitely trained those guys how to use. Yeah, it's the they Russian, probably were Russian, former Russian military. The Russian resistance in Ukraine, they know right. like to a to a foot where it took off from and and right. uh, what happened. Okay, right. so some Michigan news. Are you ready? Yeah. Michael Moore owns nine homes. Oh yeah. <laughs> you better cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> Cut this section out. Uh, so that was some Michigan news. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Nothing. I mean, it's a quiet week. Huh. It was a quiet week. Yeah, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Mosquitoes are 
sinkholes all over the place, fires out west, three fronts, the border, the southern border, 17 to 19 year olds running across the country. <laughs> yeah, but did you see Rick Perry deployed the National Guard? <laughs> Texas governor deploys a thousand troops, which is a whole, which is a kick. Well, I guess, how how far do you suppose the border is on in uh, Texas? Texas long. You think it's long. you think it's longer I, I think than it's a thousand a, miles or? No, I bet. Huh. I bet you it is. Yeah, probably. So it's you know, really you know it's why a, because it's a drop in yeah the because um uh. I'll, yeah, I'll bet you it's uh, I'll bet you it's all of that. Here's another headline: uh, Snoop Dogg says he got really high at the White House. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he smoked in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, it's a circus, man. I'm telling you, a government <laughs> is absolutely a circus. That's that's who gets that's who gets access to the president. Let's see, uh, what the else dog. do we know? Um, there's a there was this big huge uh, story in the uh, New York Post today that uh, Bill Clinton had a um, well, currently has someone uh, codenamed uh, what was it like it was something like uh, pick me up or did you see this did you see no. that let me find it um, but anyway he currently has a uh, mistress. Oh yes, I did see that. Yeah, that that um, right today, not twenty years ago. That right is no, 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 yeah. no. He's got, and as soon as uh, as soon as the wife leaves, um, she comes Bill's, on over. Yeah, she's on over. And the, according to according to members of the Secret Service. Yeah, and the and they like her better than uh, uh, well, Hillary. <laughs> yeah, everybody likes her. Everybody likes everybody better than Hillary. Yeah, well, except for. Um, Hardcore collectivists, but you have to be pretty hardcore. You know, you know what's interesting is I'm starting to see some pushback, which makes me feel like something good might happen this fall. Uh. You know, you're starting to see like the argument of who's more conservative. <laughs> yeah, in a good way. Well, Which we'll I don't see. know is that su such a great way, but I mean I don't I don't want to go back to Puritanism. No, me neither. I, they would have burnt me at the frickin' stake a thousand times. Yeah, like you know, there's got to be a there's got to be a happy medium between um, Puritanism, Puritanism, and libertarian. And um, Rhino. Well, we'll there's see. Gotta be, there's got to be a happy medium there that makes sense. Don't you think? Yeah, well, <clears throat> who knows? Because I'm not, I'm not a fan of having a, a minister as a representative. Hmm. Because all I can say is Jerry Farwell. <laughs> yeah. Or who was the other guy? Jimmy Swaggart. Jimmy Swaggart. Yeah. He was the one. Yeah. You know, Falwell wasn't a bad guy. Jimmy Swaggart, not so much. Okay, here it is. The code name for this uh, woman who comes over is uh, Energizer. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bill's Bunk Muffin. Yeah, it's from the New York Post. Um, but that's uh, that's not me saying that. That's your media. Um, okay. Well, no, 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 no. The Secret Service are calling her that. Yeah. Well, there. I think their source is a book from a tell-all book from the the Secret Service that's going to come out or whatever. So we'll see what what becomes of that. Um, you know, if I was Bill and I was in that situation, like I don't know. I can't say that. I've walked in his shoes. <laughs> you know, it may be that his life is so freaking miserable that he needs an energizer to come over. Now, you know. Well, look at her. Well, and, and, and what what the hell kind of life could they have? Well, and the the other thing is is that maybe maybe they're 
their arrangement is different than what ours would be. You know, like, I'm married and, like, there's no monkey business. You know, uh, but that's how we have it set well, up. And Maybe you know they what? have they, something different. <clears throat> you know what? And they, I've always heard that that um, Hillary could only be president by insertion. I don't understand. You don't get it? With, I she think could only be president by insertion. Okay, listen, I'm going to have to cut that out because I don't know what it means, but I'm pretty sure it's bad. <laughs> um, that means that she could only be president if she was sleeping with Bill. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, well, then she that's not so bad. So she could be president by insertion. Okay. But that's it. And and that was why she married him because she felt that he was he was electable. And they don't have much of a relationship beyond that. Everything else is staged. Well, I don't know. I've always, I've always heard that. Anyway, what else do you got? Anything? Mm. Not so much. Okay. It's pretty quiet. Like I said, pretty quiet this week. Okay, um, people, look forward got, to I, glib. I got a, I got my a load of firewood the other day. Nice. Emerald ash borers in it. Thirty. No, no, it's all oak. Huh. It's all oak. So that's I gotta start cutting firewood. <clears throat> and oh, and by the way, when you did that in the last one, that get ready for podcast, that <laughs> my wife laughed her ass off. Well, that's she, how this she one. thought that was so funny. Okay, so there's a there, there's a um, th- that's the way this one is gonna start. And that was just I just had a brain fart. I was editing. It was late at night, and uh, my mind gets goofy late at, in the middle of the night. And that just came popped into my head, and that's what that's what happened. <laughs> she said you need. She said we need to mix up the music a little more too, and put some put some all different kind of music instead of the heavy metal type rock rock. Well, we we do. <laughs> I, I haven't. I've, there's been very few times where I've played the same song twice. Right. Like I mean, but, we've got forty four episodes. Of rock, but, they're kind of rocky. Well, okay. So I wonder what we should play. Uh, maybe some Mozart. I, I tried that. Um, <laughs> I, I tried. I, we have actually played Wagner in this podcast, and our fans revolted. I got hate mail over that. Um, I've played uh, lots and lots of stuff from different soundtracks. I know. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. But I. But you know, she doesn't listen to every single one of them. Oh, okay. Well, I try and, to vary uh, it up. I'll, I'll do. I'll try to play some stuff that's uh, <clears throat> for this one. That's more. Uh, I don't know, different different than that. But I the reason I play that heavy metal stuff um, when we're going to go into a big rant is so that people with, like, tender feelings will just turn it off. <laughs> that's that's the whole reason. Like, th- that was completely intentional. I, it's not like I sit around and listen to that crap. But, like, that's I funny. figured that if somebody's got, like, like, you know, tender feelings and stuff, that they would just turn it off. And so that's that's why. Okay, now don't forget the nice ship free. Yeah, that'll come in. I'm always putting our, those in. Is our is our sponsor, and he has not sent me a new recording yet. So well, we'll keep <laughs> recycling the old ones. And remember, knife ship free is a sponsor, a proud sponsor. Um, and I need to talk to him anyways for, uh, for the, the, not, the slip uh, joint. The slip joint knife. Yep. Yep. I just haven't had a chance to. We've been crazy busy this summertime is hard for us because we're there's a lot of law enforcement extra shit i gotta do all the time a lot of festivals and yeah and just uh you gotta keep those hippies down you gotta carry that billy club and whack them yep 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 well you know since the whole legalization of pot thing you know everybody's just kind of stoned all the time (laughs) well at least they're not aggressive they're they're not fighting at all yeah well you know well man you really got a problem with that? <laughs> well, anyway. I didn't know that that was against the law, man. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'd so kinda, sorry, man. I'd kind of rather deal with them than drunks, though, man. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess it's six I, I, It's just, you know, other. eventually they become so stupid, though, you can't even talk to them. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, send your uh, questions, especially your mystery knife questions, uh, podcast at knifejournal.com we have forums at knifejournal.com as well 
have a Facebook page, check out uh, Slip Joint Addicts, which is one of my favorites. My other favorite is, right now, uh, Bushcraft Geeks. And, uh, anything else? No. Keep your knives sharp and your friends sharper. We'll see you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you.